Why are you so mad at me? I'm not. He's not mad. He's energetic. That's fair. Don't fucking tell me how I feel, Chris. <laughs> I was speaking for you. Was I right or wrong? You were. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> not very energetic. That sounds pretty angry, though. <sighs> Jesus. All right. Just because it's Good Friday, don't bring him into it. This is the worst God Friday. <laughs> do we want to do like a fucking clap in or what are we going to do? I was here, trying Joe? to do it and then you kept saying stuff. Gosh, Joe, why don't you calm down? I will suck you off so hard. Sounds like today's <laughs> going to be a really interesting episode. <sighs> yeah, I'm going to have to pull this out of the mumble recording and edit and cut it in because it's fun. This is Joe recording, Kane. <laughs> Wait, Joe, you're not, you don't record, can That's not how it works. I guess technically... Clap if you agree with everything I've ever said. <laughs> I guess technically David records, Kane. It's true. This is David recording. Thank you for the blessed, respectful silence. Fuck all of you. Twice. Hello friends. Hello, friends. God damn it, Kane. God damn it. Is this a thing we're doing? Is this a thing we're doing? Should I just wait? Or... Do you want to do the intro? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Hello, friends. <laughs> Joe, just do the intro already. I really want to. Hello, friends. <laughs> say it. Say dot com. Do it, Joe. <laughs> Go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com. Wait, is there a clone of joe now too well, i mean technically i'm made up of all of you at least this version i set up a view screen so that you guys can see what i've become i can see it but i don't understand it <laughs> i have eight arms yeah also david i have a confession to make yes last week when you weren't here kane didn't want to continue reading jeff the killer so we cut a deal, and, and I didn't see any way that this could go wrong, so I gave him samples of our genetic material. What? So that he would continue reading Jeff the Killer. <sighs> he has become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. I figure, like, none of us are particularly worth a shit, so our genetic material couldn't enhance him all that much? That's what he was hoping Ah, oh, jeez. You know the noble death of Obi-Wan Kenobi and New, New Hope? Yeah. Huh? Was yep. it a noble death or was it just pissing out? Remember when Darth Vader like stepped on the robe? What if it was like just a melted mesh and you know, he stepped on and pulled his foot back and there was like melted skin sticking? It was just like, oh, oh God, I didn't think that was going to happen. I always personally thought that it was just Obi-Wan shrinking himself. <laughs> just trying so to get away very tiny and just became very very small and then darth just steps on him <laughs> squishes him or no no it was george lucas's original plan that there was going to be a microscopic obi-wan kenobi running around the galaxy you know fighting stormtroopers by in going into their ears and cutting their brains up with a you tiny just lightsaber went to go live with the midichlorians yeah yeah 
They're cool dudes, you know. Do you want to record a podcast? I mean, we could just talk about Star Wars. I like Star Wars, but I just need to know what's going on. I feel like every episode we had this conversation of, do you guys want to record a podcast? Yeah, I'm wondering, like, legitimately curious how long it's been since we actually got through the intro. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, there's an intro? Yeah, you're in it. What's the intro? It's happening right now. Guys, this isn't to the script. We got to... Dump it all. Do it all (laughs) over again. There's no script for this. When will then be now? Wait, wait. How soon is now? Shut up, Joe. Why do I hire professional dancers to dance for my recording? Well, that's a question only you can answer. This is a podcast. Yeah, this is audio. It adds ambience. All right, hold on a second. Joe? Yeah. Start the intro. Okay. You you didn't see it because this isn't video. I just did... The longest slow blink of my life. <laughs> well, I just figured we should get on task. You know, we've yeah, got yeah. a job to do. We've got a book to read. You should definitely do the intro. No one interrupt him. <laughs> I mean, honestly, like, I feel like that was the intro and we can just push straight in. I said do the intro, Joe. Joe, do you remember that time that you had me watch Deathbed, The Bed That Eats? Yeah. <laughs> that was time that I've lost for <laughs> my life. I can never Your have time's that. not worth that much, you know. <laughs> But yeah, I'm I'm just gonna push in. Maybe you should ask first. Why you gotta make it weird? I didn't make it fucking weird. All right, you made it weird. <sighs> Don't worry though. My my safe word is something that would never be spoken in common speech, which is Corey Feldman makes good music. <laughs> that's long for a safe word. Yeah, that's all right. So I guess then David just pick up where you left off. I'm gonna introduce the book, but well, then why did you say that? <sighs> I meant like the part at the beginning where I say hello friend and do all that like the moment for that has passed has it though all right well then introduce the book has it but yet see now you got me all out of whack my rhythm is fucking Joe you're like Princess Peach with this you you keep like leaving yourself open to be kidnapped or in this case interrupted that's a weird victim blamey attitude to have toward Princess Peach look all that's going on there is a poly triad with a kidnapping fetish it's nothing strange okay it wasn't strange until you know my fragile eight year old brain was invited to participate in it on the Nintendo entertainment system (laughs) well if you put it out there for purchase and someone (laughs) buys it then they're consenting fair enough i don't know if it works that way i don't i don't know all right can you intro this godforsaken book yeah yeah let's do that we're coming up on the one year anniversary of our very first episode and clearly we've become very professional and we're very professional (laughs) podcasters and we've learned a lot in that time Clearly based on the last 10 minutes. <laughs> and to celebrate that, we're going back to the book that gave us our start. Norman Bataan's just our generation's Iliad. <laughs> Empress Teresa. Watch that. That's going to end up as a pull quote somewhere. <laughs> you know, Empress Teresa is our most popular episodes. Yeah, it is. For some reason. I'm getting ready to blow your mind. Are you ready? Yeah, go ahead. The reason that it is the first on the analytics screen of anything Mm -hmm. is because it's our first episode. What? Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I didn't think about it like that. Nope, because we're dumb. Yeah. And honestly, I don't, aside from the fucking minutes of time wasting we've just done, I don't feel the need to give it a lot of setup unless somebody has something they want to share about Empress Teresa. The artwork is terrible. The artwork is terrible. Guy becomes 
very, very disturbingly monofixated, no, hyper fixated on this character that he's made and has now like become the the center of gravity which his life revolves around. And it's very disturbing. Yeah, yeah. This weird kind of Jesus metaphor. Except if Jesus was a girl that he remarks was a really cute kid and it gets kind of slimy. Yeah, yeah. Jesus built my hot rod. Nice. I understood that reference. I think David did too. Oh, I did. So the three of us are having a conversation about a thing that Chris doesn't know about. Again, I'm sorry, that I'm, I was too busy so thinking often. about fidget spinners to hear about your your old man references. The fidget spinners and the TikToks. Yeah, I know. I know what you kids like. It's because he's one of the youngs. Yeah. <laughs> and the chap snats. And... The chap snats. <laughs> my, my dad. Okay, so real quick. Nintendo Swatch. We know. <laughs> my, my, that was a term that my dad had for Snapchat. He called it chap snat. And then another phrase that my dad butchered, he was trying to say feng shui, but he ended up saying shao flow. What? Your dad's dumb. <laughs> That's not even the same thing at all. <laughs> so, yeah, um, there's a book uh-huh. by a guy named Norman, and uh, it's terrible, and mm-hmm. we're going to read it. Yep. We're going to read chapter four. Is that correct, David, of Empress I Teresa? I believe that's what we've determined, yes. In which things happen. Sort of. I mean, which is kind of different from the rest of this book that we've read so far. Yeah. Okay, I guess... Uh, I'm going to take a nap. Just wake me up when you guys are done. No, no, it doesn't work that way. I'm, I wasn't here for the first two of these. But you're here now. You're here now, and look, all eight of your arms are going to have to hold this. All right, nice. fine. Was that a deliberate Veruca Salt reference, or did it just work out that way? I want the world. <laughs> I want the whole world. And I want it now. We're just alienating our entire audience. We are Do not we have an audience? professionals. Technically, yes. I guess like the four of us probably listen sometimes. <laughs> I mean, there are, I want to say five actual humans giving us money every month to, to do this, to do this game. To do this, and and where could they do that? Where could they? Oh give us yeah, money? I got I got so thrown off my groove that I forgot that I I do those things. Thank you, David. Where can they go? If you go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com, <laughs> you can find our Patreon, where you, much like the other lovely people that do so, can support the show, and uh, you can find links to anything else that we're goofing around with. You can jump into our Discord server. It is a cold and horrible place where no one feels love and everyone feels pain. And uh, yeah, we give you brainworms.com is where you can find all of those things. All right. Well, I guess buckle up, buckaroos. <laughs> we're going back in. <sighs> Chapter I four. want the world. I want the whole world. Sorry. Can't can know. Chapter four. Author's note. Teresa has just completed one year at Boston College and married Steve Hartley. Her 18th birthday was on May 8th. It is June. This sounds like the preamble to like a fatricide or whatever the term is for killing your husband. I guess that would be matricide. I think that was it. I got it wrong, but regardless. Yeah, fratricide is killing your father and yeah, the cornerstone it. of a Star Wars film. It's true. And uh, Oedipus Rex. Yeah, yeah. Which, you know, is basically just Star Wars in the ancient world, right? Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Chapter four. 
I preferred to go to a supermarket in a direction away from Framingham because of the extra three miles it took to drive along this isolated road, more than made up for the waiting in Framingham traffic. It was on this road that three cars ahead of me suddenly drew abreast of each other and stopped. Oh, I was breast. forced to stop too. That is how roads work. Yeah. Six men with handguns drawn got out of these cars and surrounded me. Get out of the car, one man ordered. I got out, just as a van pulled up from behind. It was a large van with three bench seats. Get in, someone yelled as the door to the middle seat opened. I got <sighs> in, sat down, and found myself surrounded by men pointing guns at me. Norman Baton stimulating prose in action. Two more in the front seat. Is it just me, or is anyone else just kind of envisioning Teresa with a mild, passive smile on her face while all this is happening? Isn't this overdoing it? I asked. We have our orders. The van started moving, and I looked around at what might be my last look at familiar surroundings. Doesn't she have, like, godlike powers or something? Isn't that the whole premise of this book? Yeah, yeah. Alien-granted godlike powers by an entity called Hal. No, no, you're wrong. It's Fox-granted powers. She has the power of the furries. Eh, well. It is an old and ancient magic. You wouldn't understand. (laughs) She'll just start yiffing. (laughs) I'd known for a year that the president was stewing over me, and a struggle seemed pointless. Just wait him out. Like, give it a couple more years, he won't be the president anymore. Yeah, it's easy (laughs) fix. That's how it works in the U.S., so there you go. Yeah. We drove a couple miles to a field where two military helicopters were waiting. Follow us, said one of the goons. I got out of the van and followed them to the nearest helicopter. It was some kind of VIP transportation helicopter with seats looking forward like in airplanes. It was probably- What? Read that again, please. It was some kind of VIP transportation helicopter with seats looking forward, like in airplanes. Okay, it didn't make much more sense the second time. Please continue. Well, you know, normally helicopters have sort of side-facing seats. Oh, right. I'm just going to go ahead and say that if you say military helicopter to the layman, anyone, they're going to think of like the bench seats on the sides. With the machine yeah, gun yeah. hanging out? Sure. Okay, I guess that Th- this sense. one wouldn't have machine guns, but you, you same thing. Right. What about some bikini girls with machine guns? That would be cool. What? I'm into machine gun bikini girls. Nice. I don't know what's going on. Haha, we did a thing that Joe doesn't know. Yay! Wait, does that just make it to where it's me and you, David, or just now we're the old fucks and yeah, we're Joe just and Chris the, are the young? Yeah, you're just <laughs> progressively generation gapping. At what point does making <laughs> obscure references cease to be cool? Because, like, when I was young and made references to obscure things, that just made me cool. Now that I'm old and make references to obscure things, it just makes me dated. When you become family guy is the point when making obscure references ceases to be cool. Oh, I think it ceases to be cool when you make obscure references to be cool as opposed to just you're referencing something because it's relevant to what you're discussing. Bikini girls with machine guns. I can't believe that neither of you have ever heard that song. <sighs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm sorry. You should be. Yep. Apology not accepted, though. Oh. I'm going to totally, like, Ludovico treatment you later. And you're going <laughs> to like it. I mean, I just just send me the link and I'll, I'll watch whatever. It's fine. <laughs> it was probably used to haul generals' butts around to important military spots like Las Vegas and Disney World. <laughs> What? What? It was probably used to haul generals' butts around to important military spots like Las Vegas and Disney World. Does oh, Norman Baton think that 
Disney World and Las Vegas are are strategic military locations. I think I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that that was probably meant to be a joke. Oh, okay. It didn't land. Nah. He also misspelled Las Vegas. Good. How do you... Well, think of Los Angeles. So it's (laughs) L-O-S-V-E-G-A-S. Oh, Norman. You dumb son of a bitch. Las Vegas. Los Vegas. That sounds like a venereal disease. I'm you sorry, man. Like you have disease. Los Vegas. Sounds like a location in ferry. Yeah. I sat in the seat they indicated and was strapped in. The helicopters both took off and headed south. We passed within sight of my car, still on the road half a mile. <laughs> like, did she just within? abandoned her fucking car. <laughs> Wait, wait, they passed within, so, like, they rolled down the windows of the car and did a stunt, like, through No, the no, listen, listen to the sentence. Listen to the sentence that is written. We passed within sight of my car, still on the road, half a mile below. I choose to believe that they did a, did a stunt That is willful ignorance. It is. I'm okay with that. As long as you know it. Whatever you gotta do to get through Empress Teresa. It was surrounded by dozens of cars and trucks. People were standing around talking about what happened. So they just did that with just witnesses upon witnesses? and Yeah, and... They, they just kidnapped this girl. Yeah, put her in a military helicopter and flew away with her. And left her car behind. Yeah. Like, that's a road obstruction. That's going to be a problem. That's cool. The police will come and get it. They'll uh, confiscate it. She'll have to pay to get it out of impound. This is like an X-Files tier cover-up that's happening right now. <gasps> Even in the helicopter, they kept several guns on me. They must have suspected I had powers I didn't admit. Well... I did. (laughs) How exciting. Well, I did. We headed south over water at a slight angle to the east. I could see the Massachusetts and Rhode Island coastlines in the distance. Where are you taking me? To an aircraft carrier, answered one of the men holding guns on me. Am I coming back? No. There it was. Hold on. Hold on. Whoa. Hold on. Hold on. Your government suspects that this person has the X gene. (laughs) And could murder you at any moment with her spooky powers. Am I coming back? No, you're not coming back. Yeah, yeah, this is how helicopters explode in the sky. (laughs) Yeah. I I feel like stage one of this plan would be set up a checkpoint along her route with a bunch of station machine guns. And when they all see your car, just open up from like a crescent formation and just litter the thing until it's like a not a ladle the the thing that colander i have no idea what you're talking about chris i'm sorry (laughs) his plan is that they set up a machine gun ambush again on a public road and just hose the car with bullets i mean that's one way to do it yeah i guess let's let's see what their plan is i mean i know what it is but I'm not telling until we get there. <laughs> I'm not locked in here with you. You guys are locked in here with me. Why are you like this? Can we put him in the quiet room? <laughs> uh, no, we can't. Damn it. Okay. There it was. The death sentence. This was the last I'd see of Massachusetts. My face softened and tears gathered in my eyes, but I didn't cry. I'd had years to consider something like this might happen someday. What? Besides, I had a solid upbringing. Death wasn't the end. It was the beginning of a wonderful eternity. Not the end. Not Not the the end. end. So wait, I've had had years to not the the end. end. I've had years to consider this would happen, so she was just like 12, like, yeah. Yeah, someday the government. Well, yeah, I mean, if you if you remember from before, and it was like a year ago, and you know, forgettable. But (laughs) at the beginning of the book, when she first manifested her powers, 
I think her parents told her something, keep it quiet because if, and like she got kidnapped by the government, whatever. And there was this whole thing about, yeah, you know, they, they may very well try to kill her for what she can do. So that's, that's been sort of, you know, a, a present thing for the first few chapters. Mm-hmm. So sure. She's, she's had years to think about it. I can, I can buy that, but I'm not buying the, van full of gun wielding people stop her car tell her to get out she gets in a helicopter they tell her she's going to die and she does nothing i mean i guess that's more in line with the like again you know very much trying to make teresa a messianic figure right right that's really what we're doing here we're uh we're showing the christ metaphor like okay so So generally, and this comes from Sun Tzu's Art of War, if you put someone in in a situation where they have nothing to lose, they won't, like, sit idle. Like, if you tell them that you're going to kill them, then, like, well, if I do nothing, I'll die, so I might as well do something and die. At least I'll have a chance. And that's not how you keep prisoners calm. No. And and again, like, I understand what Norman is doing. Because, it, it, you know, the fact that she's going willingly is part of it. Well, at least one of us does. <laughs> but why would these highly trained government agents think that way? I mean, they haven't specifically... I mean, I guess the implication is that she is going to be killed or whatever. But, you know, where are you taking me to an aircraft carrier? Am I coming back? No. Could just mean we're taking you on a mission and we're not bringing you back to Massachusetts. That's like, fair. I, I, like, we're, we're not going to give you a ride home. That could be. Right. Let's, I, let's, I don't know. Let's, let's see let's, where it goes. Yeah. Yeah. There it was. The death sentence. Still, it was natural to mourn the loss of this world. Okay, so that seems Is pretty uh, pretty specific that she does yeah. think she's going to die. Time passed. The helicopters headed south approximately parallel to the east coast. Beaches and cities could be seen on the right. I could no longer recognize them. How are you going to do it? You'll be put in a plane with an atom bomb. Fucking what? My eyebrows went up a little. Wouldn't a bullet save taxpayers a hundred million dollars? But then I realized they wanted to destroy Hal, not me. And everybody said nothing could survive an A-bomb. What? Um, Who says that? know about the... There's a guy, and I can't remember his name right now, unfortunately, but he was very close to nagasaki Uh on the day of the bombing and happened to flee from nagasaki survived the blast and fled from nagasaki to hiroshima i've not heard about that and survived that blast as well wow yeah talk about the odds yeah i think he died at some point in his 80s which would have been in like the 1980s i think look it up at some point i'm sure you can find it yeah interesting story when is this going to happen? Tomorrow afternoon. It's far away. That's not that far away. Tomorrow afternoon Tomorrow, is not yeah. that far away. It's only a day away, people. <laughs> they were becoming more talkative. Apparently, they were relieved that I hadn't put on the hysterical scene they expected. I had a day to think of something if anything could be done. So real quick. So we were talking about cover-ups and... Okay, yeah, detonating an atomic bomb. <sighs> that shows up on many different things observing the earth at all times it does but if there's you know testing happens people still do bomb testing right so i mean yeah continue yeah training training exercise yeah yep yep what is this even empress Teresa? it's a podcast where we read books (laughs) yeah i know where we are 
I just thought you disassociated for a minute and needed a reminder. <laughs> what is I the mean, nature I'm, I'm of your inquiry? <laughs> I'm trying to disassociate. Does that count? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it works that way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're just trying to do it, man. <laughs> I'm trying. I'm trying to disassociate. Do you guys think that seashells were used as early saws? I don't know, but I eventually end up replacing toilet paper. <laughs> I know she sells seashells by the, yeah. She sells seashells down by the seashore? That's the one. The shells she sells are seashore sell. Damn it. I always struggle with that <laughs> one. That's like the one tongue twister that I have a really hard time with. It's a hard one. It is. <sighs> anyway, yeah. what did they tell you about me? You're a danger to the security of the United States. How? They didn't say. No need to know. They didn't know about Hal. Should I tell them and demonstrate the strength Hal gave me? No, no. that would be exciting. <laughs> that would definitely convince them I was dangerous and the president knew what he was doing. Ha <laughs> ha! My chances were better leaving them in the dark. They might chicken out at the last minute and let me go. That's not how... Oh, never mind. No, that's that's not how any of this works. Also, that might be the <laughs> first time in my life I've said the words the president knew what he was doing out loud. Yeah. <laughs> I remained quiet after learning of my death sentence while the helicopters continued down the coast. I couldn't recognize the landscapes. The helicopters landed for refueling at some military airbase next to some nondescript building that might be used for anything. This is very exciting what's happening right now. I like to believe that this is the point where they land at the airstrip that's right next to the fucking cafe for moon people. <laughs> awesome. Yep. Yep. Yeah, guys, we, we need everyone to go out and buy Moon People and Princess Teresa books so that there can be a crossover like the Avengers. Don't. <laughs> don't, don't do no. that. Don't. No, absolutely not. It's the Brainworm Cinematic Universe. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, over the year, this show developed way more fucking lore than <laughs> I could possibly have expected it to. So. It's downright lousy with it. Yep. I was allowed to use the restroom with a warning that armed guards had the building surrounded and I couldn't escape. Can't she like blow things up with her mind or something? I don't I, remember I what her powers know. were, but like she did some shit. Yeah, I know she's like real strong and has like a crosshair in her eye. Right. That lets her throw baseballs real well. Right, right, yeah. That would be maddening to have that little dot. In the center of your vision. Yeah, that does sound real obnoxious. But imagine if she got a hold of one of these guns. Yeah, right? This would become an exciting book very quickly. Imagine if she was that strong and she just, like, ripped off her harness and punched up through the, the ceiling to, like, knock the rotor off the helicopter. And then it, it just plunged and she emerged from the wreckage and fire. And she was just... She had the, the char all over her. She was blackened but not hurt, you know? <laughs> Crawling out cool. of the fiery wreckage. When, uh... Ultimately, Jerry Bruckheimer makes the adaptation of Empress Teresa. I'm sure that scene will be in it. Yeah. <laughs> the fully fueled helicopters took off again. I let my mind wander aimlessly over the incidents of my short stay on Earth. In retrospect, I'd had a charmed life. Nothing had happened to me. No attacks by sex-crazed boys. No illnesses. No traffic accidents. No run-ins with the police. Yeah, when I Nothing. think of tragedies, I put um, sex-crazy attacks by boys in with sickness. Teresa, sweetie, honey, 
You just got kidnapped. Yeah. By armed agents of the government. We're going to nuke you, apparently. For like the third time in your life. And they might be sex crazed. You don't know. And when you were 12, you had a weird run in with a fox and part of your street just suddenly got really, really hot for no. Like, what are you talking about? Nothing's happened to you. And the things in the three chapters that we know nothing about, which may have been exciting. Right. I I mean, there is that possibility. There might have been something exciting happening in this book at some point. I don't know. I haven't witnessed it. (laughs) (laughs) If I were to write my autobiography now, I'd write three lines. I was born. I had a good time. I was vaporized by a bomb. Teresa, this is chapter four of your autobiography. (laughs) Well, she's writing it right now, and those are the three lines she's putting in. (sighs) And then she starts over because her autobiography is in her autobiography. Oh, God. The snake is eating its own ass. It just keeps going. It's fractal. (laughs) The negative incidents I remembered, mostly childhood experiences, were so trivial in nature they wouldn't be worth telling in a letter. An ill-tempered dog barked and lunged at me, but did not touch me. How From exciting. this, I had no love for dogs. <laughs> when I was 12 and in my mother's car, I saw a traffic accident a short distance in front of us. Everybody drives by hundreds of accidents after they happen, but rare was the person who actually saw one happen. It was a and grisly scene. It affected me a personally head-on collision in such with a one driver way. instantly killed and two other people severely injured. Mom had to be a witness in court. This experience shook me up for a while. Yeah. I mean, her remembrance of all of the <laughs> trivial things that happened is it would be fine if, again, so much more mm-hmm. noteworthy shit hadn't yeah. already happened to her in the three chapters before this one. Right. That's leaving me a little cold, Norman. Just, just gonna say. <sighs> this book fails on so many layers. It's like someone started choking and fought and fell into a pool and you're criticizing their, their breaststroke while they're choking. <laughs> Other than that, my life had been an amalgam of routines. And this is what made up a life, not the spectacular events that make the news. I'd been satisfied with my quiet life. Didn't you get married just like a month ago? Like I think so. After turning 18? Yeah. To, yeah. Like that's, this is your that's life. That's a something. Ticking that's away a something that happens. It's true. I'd say getting married to your high school sweetheart is kind of a noteworthy no, thing. They met but in no, college. please tell me about the dog that barked at you. <laughs> you they met in college, you, you It fiend. told me to kill. Oh, oh, yeah. Well, you know, get out your clown suit. Should be the tagline no, for this show. Get out your clown the, suit. <laughs> no, the tagline should be it told me to kill. Get out your clown suit. <laughs> Is that an ISP song? Internet service provider? Right. It's like a weird band? No, the Insane Clown Posse. That's not. ICP. That's a different letter. <sighs> Sometimes it sounds like an S, but mostly it's a K. Mom <sighs> said we all need no book learning up in the holler. Oh, Tennessee public education once again. <laughs> With the insane sound posse? <laughs> I, I would listen to the insane salmon posse. <laughs> Just the insane salutation party. <laughs> Why, hello there! <laughs> Why, hello there! <laughs> Jesus Christ. God, we're stupid. <laughs> What's this wee shit? 
<laughs> You're part of this. Don't try to get out now. After three helicopter flights, we finally ended the day's traveling at some kind of airbase far south. Maybe we were in Florida or somewhere around there. It had been dark for a while, and I couldn't recognize cities from lights alone. Oh my oh, god, we're coming up on moon people territory. They're not gonna kill her with an atom bomb. They're gonna feed her to a meth gator. <laughs> <laughs> and then it will get the powers of Hal. And go tearing down the East Coast. I'd read that book. Yeah, yeah that sounds pretty I was exciting. Say, that sounds awesome. Psychic-powered meth gator kaiju attack on the <laughs> East Coast. Yeah. Oh my yeah. god, it's the origin story for Godzilla. <laughs> meth gator? Yeah. I don't know if meth gator is the origin story for Godzilla. <laughs> the only person who can defeat it is a large, strong man. Yeah. He's got to be a big man. Yep. You're a big man, Charlie Brown. I don't know why, but... At, well, I kind of know why, because, you know, the Rampage movie and all that made me think of kaiju fights, and then I thought of The Rock, and he's a big, strong man, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and I want The Rock to play Ben Grimm. Yeah, I could see that, yeah. I want The Rock to take me on a date and give me that smile of his. I mean, if he made food for you, you would literally be able to smell what The Rock was cooking, and that would be... <laughs> kind of awesome really this is it's better than reading the book joe it's mid 90s ref wrestling references that's what this podcast has become it's a real telling sign of the place we've reached when david is complaining about the book we're reading because it... yeah yeah david sometimes seems to take more joy in the shittiness of these books than i do <sighs> yeah yeah it's a weird day it's opposite day <laughs> I don't know. What, where am I? What is happening here? Where are we? What, Who cares? I've lost the book. Let's just talk about wrestling for a while. <laughs> <sighs> the East Coast was nearly continuously densely packed residential areas with lights everywhere. Not one person down there knew what was happening to me. I figured out why we were in helicopters. A chopper could land anywhere. Because they fly in the sky and they're faster than cars. <laughs> a chopper could land anywhere, such as this quiet part of the airbase, while planes had to land at the airstrip with lots of people watching. Thus is the nature of vertical takeoff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's in the job description, honey. Yeah, well, I mean, that's just her noting that, okay, that's why they put me right. in a chopper. Probably also because I think they're more efficient on fuel. I don't know that for sure, but I don't I think they are. That. No? Okay. It yeah, makes I don't sense, know. but I don't know. I'm yeah, not an yeah. aeronautics engineer. I'll Google it real quick while you read. They marched me to another one of those nondescript military buildings that only had numbers on them. Building number 39 turned out to be a cafeteria. It was late and no crew was on duty. The government men told me they'd arranged for food to be left out and I could help myself. I grabbed a tray while looking down the line. There was a beverage dispensing cabinet at the end. Hopefully it had plastic bottles. What? I walked along and picked up two tuna sandwiches, a piece of chocolate cake, an eight-ounce carton of milk, and a cup of coffee. I, Finally, I don't know that we needed all of that information, but continue. Also, a weird meal, like two it is, yeah. tuna sandwiches, and chocolate a piece cake. of cake... <laughs> Eight ounces of milk and a coffee. Yeah, I can't imagine tuna and chocolate. Like, eating chocolate after having eaten tuna seems like a weird... Yeah, that's that's not a good combo. But honestly, like, Teresa eats like a 75-year-old man. It's true. Oh, yeah, because, yeah. So, real quick. Yeah. I suspected that this was the case, but I didn't make any hard claims on it, so it doesn't matter. But, but, he a said hard. <laughs> but a helicopter is less efficient than a plane because on a helicopter, the blades act as the wings, the lift, mm -hmm. whereas on a plane, 
what generates the lift is fixed. Oh, that's oh yeah, that makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Okay, well, Coriolis effect for the win again. <sighs> Finally, I arrived at the beverage dispenser. It was the size of a refrigerator and had a glass door you could open and grab a drink from a shelf. <laughs> Okay. There were 20-ounce bottles of Coke in there. I grabbed 12 bottles and put them on my tray. The hell like you saying? No. I, okay, I didn't go to, to school to like go to a cafeteria with trays. Can you fit two tuna sandwiches, coffee, milk, chocolate cake, and what was it? Like 20 Coke bottles on there? 12. A 12. dozen. A dozen like bottles. Like cocaine? No cane. No, no, just, just Coke. Just, Coca-Cola. Just the, the, we can't say that. <laughs> we get flagged for saying coke cane yes cane do you see what would i did you, there would you like some coke cane see finally i arrived at the beverage dispenser it was the size of a refrigerator and had a glass door you that's could because open it was a refrigerator norman <laughs> and grab a drink from a shelf there were 20 ounce bottles of coke in there i grabbed 12 bottles and put them on my tray the men guarding me dismissed this as the irrational behavior of someone who knew she'd die in hours one could not expect much better. A few feet beyond the end of the cafeteria line was a garbage can. Leaving my tray on the end of the slide shelf for a moment, I walked to the garbage can to retrieve the garbage bag. It was after hours and the crew had cleaned up and put in a new bag before leaving. I pulled up the plastic bag and returned to my tray to put 11 of the 12 Coke bottles in the bag. Then I sat at the nearest table to eat. The men watching me, three of them aiming guns at all times, were impressed and, by and my a, In a supermarket. <laughs> What's well, a cafeteria? But yeah, it's a cafeteria in a hangar in a military. Oh, like... I'm sorry. I, I thought we were somewhere completely different. Nope. Is she nope. making some kind of improvised flail? Is she going to bash them with a the trash bag full of Coke bottles? It's an Eat improvised explosive device made of Coke <laughs> bottles. I guess I don't. <laughs> She's going to put some pop rocks in there. Real quick, <laughs> turns it into a Coke bomb. Don't let her okay. get to the Mentos. <laughs> Take her down. <laughs> Okay, I have to point this out. I'm sorry, this is going to take just like a minute. So she gets like 12 Coke bottles, and then like the guy watching me wrote it off as someone who's about to die. Do you think when Norman Bhutan is on his deathbed and all his family members are around- Is he like, on his deathbed? I don't think so. Do you think so. that when Norman Bhutan will be on his deathbed at some point and his family's gathered around and like like they're like, okay, like do, you, do you want anything? And he's like, yes, Coke. And they bring him, no, no more, more Coke. And then, like, they're waiting for his last words to say, like, I love you or something. And he just drinking until he dies. No, I, I don't think any of that. No, I, I, I think no. not, probably. I do question the, like, I get, okay, she grabbed a dozen bottles. Fine. She's going to fucking just guzzle Coke until she explodes in an <laughs> atom bomb or whatever. But then uh -huh. grabbing the garbage bag and putting 11 of them into a separate container to carry with you. Uh-huh. Like, I feel like they would have questions, you know? Also, yeah. you, know what, you know what will make way more sense and to have Teresa be more of a proactive character in her own story? What if they were going to the the plane and she said, and she was like, I'm going to die, right? And they're like, yeah. She's like, do I get a last meal? And that would be her initiating this and they're and like the guys are like fine you know like they, they have some heart they're not totally soulless that sort of thing i mean they're just feeding her because they're staying overnight i right. think yeah but they're gonna kill her so who cares well i mean yeah it's still you know whatever it would make her more proactive <laughs> sure I, I get it norman Bataille was born in 1948 okay so he could be on his deathbed we don't know i mean i i don't hope for that i just hope that he doesn't write more 
It doesn't seem like he's going to. It seems like he Good. he got Empress Teresa out of his system. No, he's still like going on about it. And like God on the seventh day, he was like, my my master work is finished. <laughs> and then he started getting in fights on, on forums about it. Yeah, on the seventh day, God rested. Norman Baton went to the internet and started slinging. <laughs> <laughs> the men watching me, three of them aiming guns at all times, were impressed by my calm. A thousand miles from home and anybody I wanted to see surrounded by executioners, I ate methodically, keeping my eyes down as if I were alone in the room. I glanced at them once in a while. Hardened as they were by a cruel world, their eyes softened at the sight of me. Perhaps they had daughters. How could they justify this? Building 39 had a cot in a back office. They took me to it. Try to get to sleep, I was told. We leave at 4 a.m. Why not just leave now? I mean, it's dark and they want to, you know, yeah. get yeah, some they... rest themselves. Sure. Do they need light to atomize her? I don't know, dude. <laughs> Maybe she's planning to chug all of the Cokes at once and have her last act to just be, just spray piss all over the seat of her <laughs> helicopter. You know how hard it is to piss on command? I mean, if you if you drink a dozen bottles of Coke. She has how powers. How gives her pee powers? How may not powers. give her the power to pee her pants on purpose? All I'm saying is, if you've ever tried to piss your pants on purpose... No, David, I've never tried to piss my pants on purpose. It's real hard. It is difficult to do. Do you want to hear a story about when I pissed my pants when I was a kid? Not really. No. Yes, actually. Okay, sure. Fine. We were at some some kind of, like, sale... With, I was I was a re- really young with my mom. It was like some sort of like thrift sale, and I was like I really really had to pee. But I was also like a very meek, terrified child, so I was scared to go to the bathroom by myself. And I was like, "Mom, please, I really need to pee." And she was like, "Just just go yourself." I was like, no, I'm scared. She was like, "All right, then just hold it." And so I was like, "Okay, if I like straighten out my leg, maybe I can pee down my pant leg, and it'll be fine." And it wasn't fine. Don't ever try that. Yeah. No, no, that's... How old were you? I don't remember. Like, that memory exists in absence of surrounding memories. Because I'm, I'm like, sure. imagining you at, like, 16. I'm imagining you now. <laughs> <laughs> just just in a Hobby Lobby, just pissing down the front of your pants. And David, I was reflecting on, on what you said while we were listening to Chris's story. <laughs> the fact that you can very confidently say... It's hard to pee your pants on purpose. There's a page in the novel of your life that I'm assuming we're going to leave unread. That is inner inner secrets. That's uh that is only for initiates, my friend. But the fact that you can say with that much certainty that it's hard to piss your pants on purpose is is very interesting to me. <sighs> All right. Well, I mean, unless you want to talk about urinating on yourselves a little longer, <laughs> and we could, which we could. There are many stories at length. Yeah. Yes. There was a time for my birthday um, that a particular Ow, large fuck. package showed up. Oh my god, this hurts so much! And it said, <laughs> "Take it into your room and open it." And I did. And on my birthday, <laughs> Joe, completely naked, sprang out of the box, grabbed hold of the spinning ceiling fan, and started urinating. Why does my back while, hurt so much? While saying, <laughs> "We," Gain, are you are are you okay? What the fuck? What is yeah. uh, what is what what is going on over there? This is, it's like all of my muscles in my back are 
pulling on the wrong spots. Yeah, maybe incorporating us into Ugh. your genetic code is, might have come with some unintended consequences. Oh, no. Is it trying to self-terminate? Oh. I wish. Ugh. Oh. He can't self-terminate. We did things to his brain so that he won't do that. <laughs> yeah, but now that other DNA is incorporated, he could terminate. You know, the tissue yeah, does I specifically, not belong. I specifically made sure that none of your minds were attached to it. All right. Probably a good idea. Yeah, that would that was uh that was a good decision. I didn't want to have those conversations. <laughs> How the fuck do you live your life, Joe? Oh yeah. One day at a time, buddy. You know, I, I thought that this would be why I think I'm gonna have to go into the furnace and try this again. <laughs> yeah, that's a real good idea. You're starting to look a little brindle fly. Yeah. <laughs> you are an abomination. You know, sometimes you gotta crack multiple eggs to get a fully realized sentient omelet. <laughs> Fair. Um, Sentences what have never been uttered. <laughs> the double dose of, of David DNA is probably going to have some unintended side effects, too. Yeah, I can't even imagine what that would do to someone. That explains all those Amazon Wiccan books to the moon. <laughs> Fucking moon spirits. They're real. They're real. <laughs> Wait, what were we doing? I'm so confused now. Talking about going to clubs where we wee on each other. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So, yeah. have you ever wondered what old people's milk would taste like? <laughs> Wait, what? Like like lactation? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, if you could get an elderly human being to lactate, do you think that you could, like, a latte with it? And it would just be, oh, fuck. I have absolutely no clue what you're talking about I, right now, Kane. Oh, you're, oh you're, God. you're becoming Chris. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. I'm going into the furnace. <laughs> yeah. I'll try this later. <laughs> yeah, we're we're coming up on an hour, so I think this is a good place to stop reading Empress Teresa. Yeah. Forever. Not forever. We're, we, we have to finish chapter four. I want to see where this goes. Do we really need to do it? Uh, I'm just, I'm just going to go into the furnace. You guys sort this out. Just, yeah, yeah madness 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 so yeah don't forget to go to we give you brainworms.com where <laughs> dot you <what>? can dot <laughs> com <laughs> where you can support the show via patreon where much like pbs we're supported by listeners like you and you know we're all sorry the, yeah we're sorry <laughs> if you're a youtube listener like subscribe click the bell leave a comment i don't know i guess that's it Yep. We're Firm sorry. Yeah. Happy birthday to us. See you next week. <laughs> We're sorry. This has been a production of Brainworms Presents. Any copyrighted content contained within is used for purposes of review. Brainworms Podcast is David Combs, Kane Magdalene, Christian Schaefer, and Joseph Wells. The theme music is Hodgepod Number One by Brian Davis. If you like what you heard, you can support us and learn about our other projects at wegiveyoubrainworms.com or by leaving a review on your favorite listening app. Not the end. Not, not the, the end. end. Just remember that death, death is not, not the end. end. Go to wegiveyoubrainworms.com.